She's my prayer warrior, she's my partner. In fact, her and our oldest grandchild and our youngest grandchild are watching right now. Would you welcome the Hurt House of Hurt? They're watching live right now. Plus, we have many other people throughout the United States watching at newlife313.live, watching on Facebook, watching at YouTube, and watching live in person, amen. Acts the 20th chapter, and we were praying today, Pastor, and she said, honey, what are you going to preach? I said, baby, I've got so many things going through my spirit. I, I, I've got to hear from the Lord. And she said, let me call you back. I said, okay. Our daughter was on her way there. And I opened my Bible, and there was a message that I had preached, Pastor, that I had highlighted. And then God began to take me to different scriptures, and so I wrote them down. Acts the 20th chapter, the 18th through the 19th verse. Brother, you did awesome, man. And that youth pastor back there, that brother is talented. Give him a hand clap too, amen? These ladies and this brother, will you give this praise team a hand clap? Come on. Acts the 20th chapter, the 18th verse. And when they had come to him... He said to them, you know from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears, trials, which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. Now jump down, if you will, to verse 24. But none of these things move me. Nor do I count my life dear to myself so that I may finish my race with joy and ministry which I received from the Lord Jesus to testify in the gospel of the grace of God. You may be seated. I want you to write this term down. None of these things move me. One of my mentors who wrote over 600 books on just about every subject in the Bible. Pastor, I was honored to help him finish the book of Acts commentary. I have five books this big on every verse and every scripture in the book of Acts. We make them available from time to time. And one of those was, none of these things move me. Sometimes we forget things move us. When, when I see my wife, I'm moved. When, 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 hallelujah, I get to church, whoo, I'm moved. But Paul is talking about his tears, his plotting 
against him and his ministry from people who said they were there to help him. But Paul said, hallelujah, none of these things move me. Man doesn't move me. People don't move me. Attacks don't move me. Failure doesn't move me. Success doesn't move me. Blessings don't move me. My past don't move me. My future doesn't frighten me. And the present doesn't move me. None of these things move me. Because I know who I stand upon. I stand upon the rock and his name is Jesus. Amen. Paul said, none of these things move me. Now when you begin to read the history of Paul, you, you find out something. Look what he said in verse 24. He said, I finished my race with joy. Now that, that, that right there, Pastor, is a statement. With joy. When I come to church, beloved of God, my mind is set. You, you can try to cause problems before I walk in the door. You can try to, hallelujah, uh, uh, cuss me and fight me. But when I get to the pulpit, you better watch out because none of y'all, you, what you're doing is going to move me from my mission and my goal. I am setting my base like a flint. I know what God's wanting me to do. Anybody ready to set your base and say, none of these things are going to move me. <laughs> Paul said, I may, that I may finish my race with joy. <laughs> Anybody ever see somebody finish a race and when you look at them, they don't look happy? They just look like, oh my God, I'm so glad I finished that race. I'm glad I'm on the path. And your beloved God, God is saying, what's moving you tonight? I want to know, Pastor, what's moving the people tonight? Is your doubt moving you or is your faith moving you? Is your unbelief moving you? relationship with Jesus moving you. But love of God, none of those things should move you. Only the Spirit of God should move. Only the Spirit of God should speak to your heart. 2 Corinthians 11 chapter, you think you got stuff to deal with? Go to 2 Corinthians 11 chapter, the 24th verse. Let's start there. Look what Paul dealt with. You think you have some uh, problems going on? This brother is writing to the Corinthian church, and he's telling them in 2 Corinthians, the 11th chapter, hallelujah, pastor, none of us, I, I don't know one preacher yet that has ever suffered what I'm about to read. He said, from the Jews five times, I received 40 stripes minus one. That means he received 39 stripes like Jesus did, but not just once, but how many times? Five times. Woo! They beat that brother up. Amen. Hello? Then it says, three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I've been in the deep. Oh my goodness. In journeys, often in perils of waters. I've been in danger of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen. Oh, anybody ever been in perils of your own countrymen? Beloved of God, before I ever became a preacher and gave my life and sold out to God, there was people who started lying about me. And my own father began when I got in the ministry, dedicated my life to God. My own 
father attacked me. My own father tried to destroy my ministry. Him and some of his brothers, hallelujah, tried to destroy my ministry. They tried to destroy what God had put in me. But I had an uncle by the name of Bill Hurt, thank you Jesus, and a grandmother and an auntie, hallelujah, that pulled me aside and they said these words, don't you let anything cause you to stop. You keep pushing forward. You keep pressing in. No matter. Beloved of God, I don't care what your mama, your daddy said about you. You keep going. I don't care what your ex-wife, your ex-husband said. You keep going. I don't care what the people in the church say. You keep going. None of these things are going to move me. You can try to destroy me, but none of these things are going to move me. People have tried to take me out, pastor, but I'm still here. I'm still preaching. I'm still praying. Why? Because none of these things move me. Either you're going to make up your mind, you're in this for the long haul, you're in this to get where you're going, you're going to get your breakthrough, you're going to get your miracle, you're going to get your joy, you ain't going to let nobody steal it. I don't know about you, but nothing's going to move me. I know where I'm headed. I'm headed to glory. Anybody want to go to glory? He said, even my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles. <laughs> Boy, Pastor, he was messed up, wasn't he? He didn't have anybody. He even told uh, 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 Timothy, he said, I I've, been, I've been left alone, but I'm not going to give up. He said, hallelujah, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren. You've never, you and Sister Meredith have never dealt with false brethren, have you? Because I know you guys, you, you, you've never had those false brethren. You know the ones say, hey, I'm here for you, preacher. I'm here for you. I got your back. And they really did because they were so far back you couldn't see them. Amen. Hello. Hallelujah. He said, I, I've been in trouble and perils in the sea and perils among false brethren. In, oh, I love this. In weariness, all you preachers that are here tonight, don't get weary in your well-doing. People will try to talk you out of what you're doing. But he said, in weariness and in toil, he said, I've gone without sleep. I've been hungry. I've been thirsty. Hallelujah. I went in fasting often. I've been in the cold. I've been naked. Oh, my goodness. Goodness. And you all think you got it bad. Hallelujah. But this man said, but none of these things move me. In other words, I've made my decision. I'm going to stand in faith and I'm going to get my victory. If God says he's going to bless you, you better write it down. I'm blessed. And don't let the devil take it from you. If God says he's going to heal you, you better write it down. I'm healed. And don't let the devil take it from you. If God says he's going to heal you, write it down. I'm healed. And don't let the devil take it from you. If God says, I'm going to restore your family, write it down. I'm going to restore your family and nobody takes it from me. You don't take it. I'm not going to be moved. I know what God's called me to do. <laughs> you hang out with those old friends. You know the ones. Come on, man. It's all right. Just come on. Let's just, just one more time. One more, one more time before you give your life to God. That one more time could kill you. Huh? See, beloved of God, none of these things 
moved me. My question is, what's been moving you? What's been getting your praise from you? Uh, well, praise the Lord, I went to the revival, and I felt the Lord Jesus Christ, hallelujah, I feel glorified, glorified, huh? And then somebody cut you off on the road, and you say, you son of a, hello? You lose Jesus just like that. Uh-huh, instead of telling them one way, you show them the hippie wave, amen, hello? You give them one way, but it ain't Jesus. church and you go, Jesus help me not to track them down and kill them. Amen. It's like a preacher I heard one time they were being attacked and that preacher looked at them brother and that preacher said don't make me lay my Holy Ghost down and whip you and pick it back up. Amen. See beloved of God how many has a past in here that you would like to forgive? Uh, well let me tell you something. It's over. None of those things should move you anymore. You've got Jesus in your life. You may not have had a father like I did who wanted to destroy your ministry, but you know what I did? I, I really showed him. I prayed for him. I prayed for him all the time. I said, God, wherever he's at, help him. God, just help him. God, strengthen him. Church, you've got to make up your mind. None of these things are going to move me. None of these things are going to, I'm on my way to my blessing. You ain't going to. I told you all the other night, and I'll tell you again, in our house, we were told we were nothing, never going to be nothing, never going to have nothing, never going to do nothing, never going to amount to nothing. You were nothing. Now, what kind of father who claims to be a Christian would tell their kids that? It's like, let me tell you something, you're nothing. Well, if I'm nothing and I came out of you, that means I'm more than nothing. Amen. Hello? to make up your mind those things that were spoken to you are not going to move you those things that were spoken I, I remember when I first got into the ministry hallelujah I was telling pastor this I was reading a book and I was reading this book and it's by a very well-known minister pastor knows him and a very well-known minister and I'm sitting there and I'm getting inspired in this book I'm sitting in Southern California helping a, a guy in LA in a church hallelujah pastor of the church seated about oh about 400 maybe maybe more and we were running 27:30, and and I'm supposed to be getting paid. I didn't tell you that part. I was paid staff, and in in, in eight weeks I got paid $160. Yeah, thank God gas was 82 cents a gallon. Amen. You know? <laughs> and beloved of God, it, I'm reading this book, and it's one of these men who became one of my mentors, and I'm reading this book. And as I'm reading it, I'm getting inspired. And I said, God, before I knew it, Sister Meredith, I said, I want to work for this man. That's how I said it. And I just started praying. And I kind of I kind of laughed. I went, yeah, like he'd ever hire me. Beloved of God, within three days, I get a phone call. And this says, is this Jay Hurt? I said, yes. And he told me who he was. And I told Pastor, I said, yeah, whatever. Amen. This was this major ministry that had been all around the world calling this little short-legged Italian preacher and saying, I've heard about you. I want you to come work for me. I want you to be my senior associate pastor. And I said, who is 
against this. Amen. I thought they were messing with me. See, I didn't even believe in the prayer I had prayed just a few days before. And beloved of God, within one week, God took me from a stage that seated a building of 400 or more that only had 27 to 30 people. And in one week, I was standing on the stage in Dallas, Texas, of a church that seated over 700 people. And I was standing there praising God. Church, do you know what happened during that week? People tried to talk me out of it. People said, maybe this is not the move for you. And you know what, Pastor? They almost talked me into it until I remembered I was sitting on the bed. And I said, God, I want to work for this man. Church, don't you let the devil talk you out of your blessing. Don't you let the devil talk you out of your miracle. You need to say none of these things are going to move me. Did you think it was going to be easy to be a child of God? When the devil loses you, he's going to do everything he can to get you to fall. You need to make yourself stand and say, uh-uh, I've got something greater inside of me, and none of these things move me. But you don't understand, my mom and my daddy didn't love me, and I never had love in my life. Look around here, here's brothers and sisters who will love you. Woo! That went real quiet. Everybody's like, oh, thank you for telling me that, because I need somebody to love me. My uncle, my uncle Bill Hurt, he just passed away. Mighty man of God. He's one of the reasons I'm still saved. And, and, and him and I had five mentors. And I was telling the pastors the other day, my uncle, Sister Mills, he could talk to anybody. My uncle, he could talk to anybody. He was known as the singing preacher because uh, he'd walk through the, uh, just the store. And he'd be going, oh, there'll be he thought he was Elvis. Oh, me. And he saw me go, oh, Lord, I pray. Amen, huh? We were standing in a, in a fish restaurant one day. And, and we're standing there, and I'm just talking away to him. And he turns around, and here comes a guy. And, and my uncle, the guy goes like this, and my uncle puts his hand out. They shake, and they sit there and talk for about two or three minutes. And, and, and when the man left, I said, who was that? And my uncle said, I don't know. He stuck his hand out, so I just talked to him. Amen. Head up. And beloved of God, hallelujah, we need to be willing to say, God, whatever you want me to do, God, I'm going to do it. God, I'm not going to let anything move me. God, I'm not going to lie. Hallelujah. You say, but preacher, I have unanswered prayers. It's all right. Don't let it move you. You say, preacher, I believe for God to do something and it didn't happen. It's all right. Don't let it move you. You said, preacher, somebody told me they'd pray for me and they've never prayed. It's all right. Don't let it move you. None of these things should move you. You're on a mission. You're on a goal. You're about to get somewhere else. It doesn't matter who goes with you. Just get there. Get there. Don't let anybody move you. I'm not going to move out of my joy. I've got joy, and you can't take my joy. You can't take my laughter. You can't take my shout. You can't take my jump. You can't take my prosperity. You can't take my healing. None of these things move me. <laughs> I had a... I, you know, I, I'm little, 
And I'm an easygoing guy, but you get me mad, God help everybody. You may whip me, but you're going to walk off hurt. <laughs> and I don't mean my last name. Amen. Hello. And beloved God, one time before I became real dedicated to the Lord and a preacher, I used to watch the tents for the preachers. Now what that means, we used to put up gospel tents. And that was back in the day where we actually used sawdust. Anybody ever been in a tent where they had sawdust shavings? You know, because it kept, you know, the bugs and all that, and they would use a certain wood. And, of course, now, you know, they say it causes fire and stuff. But, and we used to put up these old canvas tents, not these vinyl tents that they have now, but old canvas tents. And one of my responsibilities was I would stay there and watch it because you know what? That, that's what we did. We were chosen to watch the tent. And they always put it in the most worst neighborhood there was. Uh, where you had to <laughs> pray, Lord, don't let anybody slit my throat tonight. Let them slit somebody else's. Amen. And one night, one of my job descriptions was, and you know how much I got paid? Like a dollar. That's how much. Boy, I was an easy mark, man. I'm telling you. One night I'm out there walking the cars because that was in the day where you could pop the hood, you know, without getting inside and you could actually finagle it and pop it up and, and boy, I'm really dating myself, aren't I? Hallelujah. Everybody say, thank God for old days. Amen. But I walk around because they were still in batteries. So a couple of us guys, we were patrolling the, the parking lot because they were still in batteries. And I walk around and there's this guy leaning against one of the cars like this. He's got this cowboy hat on, got these boots, I mean, just sticking out. He's leaning like this, looking in that tent. And he scared me. I came around the corner and I went, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 how are you? That's what he said. <laughs> I said, hey, how are you here? I'm fine. I'm watching this service. You got a problem with it? I'm like, no, no. Just, just wondering how you're doing. He said, what are you doing here? I said, oh, I said, I, I'm working with the ministers. I said, we're just watching the cars. And I'll never forget, he looked at me, never moved. He said, you think I'm going to do something? I said, I hope not. I said, you know, we just had people stealing batteries and stuff. He goes, I'm not going to steal nobody's battery. I said, I didn't say you were. And I said, you're welcome to go in. And pastor, he looked at me, he said, no, I'm not. I said, yeah, you're welcome to go in. And I said, anybody can go in. And he said, they won't welcome me. And I remember what my grandmother had taught me and my uncle and my auntie. And I looked at him and I said, brother, it doesn't matter. Anybody can go in there. And all of a sudden, that man stopped leaning against that car, and he unfolded off of that car. And the next thing I know, he was like Jolly Green Giant. He was standing like this. And Pastor, I went, anybody can go in there. <laughs> and he looked at me, he said, I just got out of prison. <laughs> you know what? Here I am, and he's way up there. And I wanted to go, really? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but, but I just kind of stood there, and, and, you know, and I was serving God somewhat. I wasn't real dedicated like I should be. And I said, really? And he said, yeah, for 10 years. He said, you know, I was responsible for a man dying. 
He said, you really think God would let me in that tent? Sister Meredith, all of a sudden I felt the Spirit of God come up in me. And I took a step towards that man. I said, not only would God let you go in there, I said, God can wipe everything away from your life tonight. I said, you know what? God wants to change you tonight. And I said, I said, I'm not a perfect Christian. I said, but God can change you. God can help you. God can deliver you. And that big old man, all of a sudden, I saw his shoulders slump just a little bit and his head tilt. And Pastor, he looked down at me and, and his voice started trembling. And he said, boy, do you, do you really believe that? I said, yes, sir, I do. Yes, sir, I do. I said, go on in there. Go on in. And beloved of God, he started walking away, and I started thinking, thank you, Jesus, he's leaving me, amen. I was like, the Bible says, go, amen, hit up. And he started walking towards that tent, and he took off his hat, and about the time he reached the door of the tent, they were calling the altar call, and one of the guys came and got me, and I seen him going in. I don't know how long he stayed there, but I do know this, that God, hallelujah, that did something in me that put me on a path to become the minister I am today because that man did not shake me. That man did not move me. I stood there and I did what I was called to do without even realizing it. Some of you, God is going to give you an opportunity that is going to change your destiny, that's going to change your life. Paul said, I've been in perils. I've been in trouble with my friends, with my enemies. I've been hungry. I've been poor. I've struggled. I've been beat, but none of these things move me. I know what I'm called to do. I'm called to be blessed. I'm called to be healed. I'm called to be delivered. I'm called to be anointing. None of these things move me. Thomas Edison said, I owe the success of the condescent light bulb to the thousands of failures I had before it happened. <laughs> Some of y'all, God's giving you a business idea. You know it's going to make money, but because of past failures, you're afraid to do it. Some of you, God has called you to preach, but because somebody told you God would never use you, you have failed to do it. Some of you, God has sent you here to work with these pastors, but because you were hurt somewhere else, you haven't stepped up to the plate. You need to make up your mind like the Apostle Paul. You need to say, wait a minute, none of these things are going to move me anymore. I got the stripes on my back to prove it. Beloved of God, you can ask any of these preachers, any of these people that have been saved longer than five years, you can ask any one of them. They don't look like what they've been through. They don't look like what they've had to endure. You don't know the trials they went through, but look at them. They're praising God. Look at them. They're pastoring churches. Look at them. They're leading others to the Lord. Look at them. They're successful in their business. Look at them. Their families are saved and changed. Why? None of these things move me. Go ahead. Tell the devil. Give me your best shot, devil. I'm not going to be moved. Like a tree planted by the rivers of water, I will not be moved. I know where I'm going. I've got a mission. Anybody ready to fulfill your mission? Anybody ready to succeed? Anybody ready to run this race? Anybody ready to let the devil know I've got something in me? Look at somebody say, i got the power. None of these things 
move me. How do I know? Romans 8, 35. I love, Romans 8 is my favorite chapter in the whole Bible. Romans 8, 35. Who shall separate us from what? The love of Christ. Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? <laughs> I want to know who shall separate us. Throw that back up there for me real quick, sis. Everybody say no. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, persecution, famine, nakedness? Somebody say, you don't want to mess with this. Look at somebody say, you don't want any of this. I know who I am. Somebody says, well, you're awful cocky, huh? No, I'm a child of God. My grandfather, Giuseppe Costanza, I love that old man. He went to be with the Lord many years ago. He used to call me the boy. I was with my mother. And he said, Amalena, give me the boy. Bring the boy to me. And I went to him. And it was like going to meet the Godfather, you know. I'm, I'm half Italian. And, 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 and I said, yes, Giuseppe. You know, you could have called him Nono, which is Nona, Nona, uh, is grandfather or grandmother in Italian. And, 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 and I said, yes, Giuseppe. He said, hey, boy, your mother, she had tells me you want to be a preacher. And I said, well, I'm thinking about it. He goes, oh, no, 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 no. You, you don't be no preacher. He said, you're an Italiano. I need you to carry on the history. And I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He said, you're not going to be no preacher. I need you to join the mafia. I need you to kill a few people, make a lot of money, retire, and come home. Amen, huh? I said, you are kidding, right? He goes, don't know. Huh? But you know what? About a year and a half later before he died, he would lay in there and my mother would talk to him. Even though she was struggling spiritually, she would talk to him. He had rejected her as a child. She was the baby. He had rejected her as, a, as his baby child. And guess who was taking care of him in his last years? My mother. And my mother would go and my mother would pray with him. And you could go past his room. He was raised Catholic, but he hated the Catholic priest. He hated the church. He hated all of them because they had hurt him. But you could hear him laying in bed at night before he died because of what my mother poured into him. Even though he rejected her the last 
10 years of his life, they got to heal their wounds. And my mother would pray, even though she struggled spiritually, she knew to pray. And you could go by Giuseppe's room and you could hear him saying, Dear Lord Jesus, I am nothing but a sinner. And Lord Jesus, save my life. Let me go to heaven. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. And beloved of God, I believe with all my heart Giuseppe's in heaven. And when I get in there, he's going to say, Hey, child, boy, child, boy. Beloved of God, here today, I'm ready to tell you none of these things move me. If nobody shows up to hear me preach, it doesn't move me. If 10,000 show up, it doesn't move me. What moves me is the Spirit of God Almighty. Anybody want to feel that Spirit? Anybody want your faith back? Raise your hand and say, God, don't let anything move me. some of us are on the verge of one of the greatest breakthroughs in our life and the devil's coming in uh-huh yeah come here brother now no matter what happens don't hit me okay all right <laughs> you're right there on the verge of a miracle the door is before you the devil said hey man Hey, you don't want to go through that door. Uh, you don't want to go through that door. No, no. Uh, why, don't, why don't you come back with me? I got a better door for you. See, now it's up to you. Did you know there was a man in the Bible by the name of Philip? And Philip was translated. He was preaching to somebody, and, he, and they, the, the Spirit of God, Pastor, literally picked him up and translated him to another place. Oh, it was exactly. Wouldn't you love to be translated all of a sudden into one of the greatest blessings you ever had? Huh? What's your name, brother? Francesca. Say it again. Francesca. Really? My daughter's name is Francesca. Ah. Hey, all right. So we're going to translate you. Right before you go in, this is what the devil does. The devil doesn't know what's behind the door. All he knows is you're about to get somewhere. And it's going to be hard for him to get you back. But you stand your ground. And you say, none of these things move me. I'm going through that door. I'm going through that door. Anybody ready to go through the door? Raise your hands towards heaven and say, I'm ready, Lord. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Brother Sergio, come here, please, brother. things move me. Let's be honest. How many has ever failed in business? Let me see your hand. Come on. Look. Didn't it cause you to say, I'll never do that again. I'm not going to be embarrassed. But God's about to increase you and God's going to give you an idea for a business and it's going to succeed because you're going to do it with God this time. I said, you're going to do it with God this time. 
Brother Sergio, the Spirit of the Lord spoke to me about you. I began to pray about you. When you came over, I, I grabbed your hand tonight and I told you. God is going to increase your faith to a level because the enemy battles you. There are times that you, you can feel so strong and then the enemy starts attacking you. It starts making you feel like, maybe I don't have that much faith, God. Maybe, maybe, I'm, not gonna, maybe I'm not that strong in prayer, God. It's a lie. You are. Do you know how I know? Because the book of Romans says God, God has dealt to everyone the measure of faith. I was in a revival made these canisters with mustard seeds in for me. I have a few more left. But I want to show you something, brother. Jesus said if you have the grain of the faith of a mustard seed, now the grain, and then he said if you have mustard seed faith, put your hand out just for a second. I'm going to mustard seeds for me. Come on. Hey, there's your faith right there. Every time the devil, brother, aren't you glad I got quick hands? I'm like Bruce Lee. Don't, don't lose your faith now. Man, pastor, I'm glad we sealed his faith. <laughs> Somebody better help me find my faith. Amen. You're going to be a great man of faith if you'll let God do what he's doing. But see, it's not been for any reason why your faith has been fought. It's because there's been times that you've prayed and you've believed God for things and they didn't happen the way you wanted them to. And, and you think, God, do you hear my prayer all the time? And God told me to tell you, Sergio, that this is the night that he's going to strengthen your faith and ground your faith. Every time you see this jar of seeds, you say to yourself, I am a great man of faith. See, Timothy was a great man, but he got casual in his faith. So you know what Paul told Timothy, Pastor? Stir up the gift. But Sergio, it's time to stir up. In fact, God is reaching back 10 years of your life, all the way back to 2011 till now. There were things that took place in the last decade that really shook your faith, that really shook your emotion. But God's turning it around right now, Brother Sergio, and it's not by accident. I've never talked to you about anything, but I know what I'm telling you is the truth. I know God's speaking to me. Are you ready for your faith to increase like never before? I hear you saying to God, God, I want to believe. But God, I just, I, I, I've been fought so much. God, I want to believe. And God said, Son, I'm going to increase your faith right now, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Everyone stretch your hands towards Brother Sergio right now. Hallelujah. You're going to feel the spirit of the presence of God. Come on, Holy Spirit. 
were singing tonight, the Spirit of the Lord drew me to you. And I, I prayed for you, I believe, last Sunday morning. And the Lord told me to tell you when I was praying for Brother Sergio, God said to tell her, and this is the words I heard, like treasures in darkness, I'm restoring the fortunes that the enemy has tried to steal. God is going to begin to send you back your blessing. Your blessing is going to begin to increase. And the reason being is because this is your moment. And one of those blessings is for you and your house. One of those blessings is you're going to see the move of God over your family in the name of Jesus. You're going to be the reason for it. And God says, hallelujah, he's going to strengthen you tonight. Hallelujah. He's going to give you your peace back. I see you walking down a hallway, and there are times you won't even turn the light on because there's things in the hallway that have meant things to you. I, I, I see as if there's there's pictures. I see if, if there's, there's different things you're walking down, and I see all of a sudden this hallway lighting up, and God is saying, I'm giving you my glory as you have never experienced it before. And God said, have you not prayed for my glory? Have you not prayed and said, God, fill this place with your glory? Have you not prayed? And daughter, I'm filling it with my glory. Even as you have prayed and asked me, I'm filling it. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask Sister Meredith to come right now because, hallelujah, sister, there's a connection between you and Sister Meredith. There is a connection. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You have a caring attitude about this woman. And God said, you're going to get it. You're going to get your glory back. You're going to get that praise back. You're going to get that peace back. God said, hallelujah, you asked me to give you the glory. I'm giving it to you. You said, Lord, I want you to fill this place with your glory. God said, I hurt you. Someone's praying for Stephanie. I don't know who's Stephanie, but I just heard Stephanie in my spirit. God is touching Stephanie right now. I want you to begin to worship the Lord right now. Hallelujah. Also, there's a Susie, a Susan, but she's called Susie. God is touching her right now. I want you to begin to worship the Lord right now. I feel this so strong in the name of Jesus.
acid reflux. God is healing you right now. Who is that? That's you? Acid reflux? Step out right now. Who's the other one? I feel this. The other one. Acid reflux. I mean, it's almost as, hallelujah, I can eat an orange and I feel that pain. Is that you? I'm a good usher too. In fact, raise your hands. You could eat an orange and it will even even water. We're, Pastor Mills, come over here. I'm over here to your left. To your right. I'm sorry. No, no. Over behind you. Over here, sis. Were you here when she testified over 20 years ago? God healed her in one of our meetings of digestive problems. But that acid reflux is going to stop. Give me your hand, Pastor. In fact, right here, in the name of Jesus, in the diaphragm area, have you ever gotten up in the morning and taken a drink and had pain and just hurt? God's going to heal you right now in the name of Jesus. You believe the glory is going to surround you? It's your time. Hallelujah. Right now, you're going to get that healing right now in the name of Jesus. No more. I command you to be whole. In the name of Jesus. Come on, church. Let him heal everything with you, baby girl. 
with your father, with you and your esposo. If you all don't have a church to go to, I suggest come to Bethel. This is Pastor Ed Forsythe. That is Sister Meredith Forsythe. If you need somebody to pray for you, to encourage you to build this family up, that's them right now. In fact, I'm going to ask the pastors to pray over you right now. Brother Hector, you want a new beginning? Then God's giving it to you tonight, sir, right now. Come on, they're going to pray for this family. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Come on, church. God's doing a restoration. something from your home tonight that represents your home. Anybody bring something from your home tonight? If you didn't, if you have the key to your home, we want to pray over that too. If you didn't bring something that represents your home, I'm going to pray over it. No matter what. See, beloved God, sometimes God speaks things to me and I don't understand exactly what they are. I just obey God. How many believes by what you've seen and heard God speaks to this ministry? How many believes that? The Lord is moving for you and your home tonight in a fresh and new way. When you put that key in that door, God says, I'm sending my spirit in fresh and new. The enemy has tried to come in and go like this. God said, I'm stopping it. There is someone here tonight, you're afraid to even go in your home because there's been a spirit around your home. But we're going to pray that spirit off your home tonight. I said, we're going to pray that spirit off your home tonight. You don't, that's your home. That's God's home. I don't care, hallelujah, who's unsaved in that house. You take authority and say, devil, you can't have my house. You can't have my Pastor, every hotel my wife and I go to, we pray over that hotel room. I don't know what's going on in that hotel room. I pray over I pray over the people who stayed there before I did. I don't know them. And I pray over the people who are going to stay there after I leave. I pray if they're not, if they're not saved, conviction, when they lay down in that bed, we'll get a hold of them and turn them around. Beloved of God, right there, that's, that's Christ progress right there come on every service has been different go go sit with your family brother hey something that represents your home. If you don't have anything, get your key out. This is what I'm going to do. We're going to pray over those things. You brought pictures. All right. 
Anybody bring a Bible that represents your home? Let me see you at, if you have a Bible. Oh, one back here. Anyone else? Here, okay, here. You say, what if I don't have a home? Wherever you're living, we're going to anoint it. And you're, it's going to be blessed in the name of Jesus. service I'm going to pray for. Are you two together here? There's some younger people that God is getting a hold of. That God's going to deliver and God's going to free them. There's been some situations in their life and God's going to heal them. But brother, not only that, but God's healing your body tonight as you're sitting there right now. I see the enemy has tried to take your youth from you. He's trying to take your, your strength from you, but you're going to be healed in the name of Jesus. In fact, hallelujah, I'm speaking healing to your body, your equilibrium. You're too young to have this physical attack in your body. God is going to heal you in the name of Jesus. Sister, stand up right now because God is touching those. It's almost like they're children, and God is getting a hold of them and delivering them right now in the name of Jesus. Hundara, put your hand up. Brother, are you ready to be healed right now? Is this yours? This is yours? Come out here right now in the name of Jesus. No, no, give it to me. I see the enemy has tried to destroy your body. He has tried to, I mean, your, your, your spine, your hips, your legs, and your equilibrium. It's almost as if I see, you, you said your left leg just now, is that what you said? How many knows we ought to say what's God and what's not God? It's almost as if I see damage going up through this side, center of your bone and around here, this damage in through here, but God's gonna heal you right now. Do you know this man? That's your pastor? Come here, man of God. The enemy has tried to tell you you're not going to be able to be strong anymore, but it is over in the name of Jesus. Brother, I want you to take this cane and lift it up and say, I am healed. In the name of Jesus, everyone get ready. The Spirit of God, hallelujah, I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, feel that healing in the name of Jesus. Now begin to move that leg. Begin to lift it up. Now put pressure on it. In the name of Jesus, do it. Do it now. Do it now. In the, lift up your right leg now. In, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There it is. Put it back down. Hallelujah. Now I want you to lift up that left leg right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Put it down, brother. Come on. Me and you are going to walk right now. We're going to walk in the name of We're going to get you stronger right now. What's your name, brother? Robert. Who? Robert. God bless you, Robert. Are you ready for God to strengthen you and give you back your health? I want everybody to give Brother Robert a head clap right now. I need a brand new hip. Said the doctor told him he needs a brand new hip because there's not enough strength in it. But how many believes? I want you to start lifting your legs up like this right now. Both of them right now. In the name of Jesus. Both of them right now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, brother. We're walking. We're walking. We're walking. We're walking. God heal him. Heal him. Lord, right now. Do it. Come on, brother Robert. Come on, brother Robert. Come on, brother Robert. Come on, man. 
get one of those bottles of oil. We need a bottle of oil. Come with me again. Come on, lift up those legs like that, like you were doing. You're looking good. You look like you're dancing. <laughs> look at that. How's that feeling now? Huh? Is he getting stronger? Come on. He couldn't even stand on the left leg by himself when we prayed. Come on, church. your pastor and give your pastor a hug. Every day I want you to anoint yourself. Uh, look at that church. He's doing it all by himself now. Come on church. I want to anoint your house tonight. But we're going to give you an opportunity to give to the Lord. I want you to give the way you want to be blessed tonight. I want to thank God for all these men that have been coming every night, all these women that have been coming. Would you give them a great big hand clap? Brother Robert, every night, buddy, name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Let's, let, let's amaze the doctor because God will increase your finances in the name of Jesus. Do you want God to increase you, brother? It's your time. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap. to give tonight. I can get up here and tell you about the new equipment we need, and I can tell you about the travel vehicle we need to carry all of our equipment. But beloved God, I want to know what you need from God tonight. The Bible says, given it shall be given, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. God wants to bless you. He wants to prosper you. Oh!